Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. This week, I am having Rebecca Lee Help from Instagram coming onto the podcast to talk all about intuitive eating, um, her journey with intuitive eating, and really just what it is, um, her process of becoming a certified holistic nutritionist and what that is and what it entails. And I am so excited for you all to hear this episode. This is might be one of my favorite episodes I've ever recorded. Um, I just really, really loved it because it's super personal to me and resonates with me a lot and I think you all will enjoy it. And she is just absolutely incredible. She really works hard to um, work with everyone that, you know, wants to learn more in the health and wellness and that sort of space. And she works full-time job and she does all this outside. So it's really inspiring to hear from someone that makes it all work and gets it all done and really pursues her passions wholeheartedly. And she just launched a website, RebeccaLeeHealth.com today, as well as an intuitive eating um, journal with prompts. And there's more than just intuitive eating prompts, which she covers in this episode. Um, and you all can check that out. Um, she has it linked in her Instagram, which is just at Rebecca Lee Health, And it's also on her website that I just mentioned. And I will have those things linked and everything in the podcast description for you all to check out. If talking about um, food and intuitive eating or anything like that is something that may um, trigger you or have like a negative effect on your mental or emotional health, I recommend not listening to 14 minutes and 30 seconds until 18 minutes and 10 seconds um, just so you can get the rest of the episode and not have to like worry about that section so I just wanted to place that out there for anyone who may need it I really hope that you all do enjoy this episode and show her some love because she is so wholesome and I've been following her for um, a couple months now I think a month or two and one of my favorite Instagram accounts to follow by far so highly recommend checking her out and I hope you all enjoy this episode Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Gen Z Girl podcast. Today, I am here with Rebecca, known as Rebecca Lee Health on Instagram and TikTok and I think a few other platforms as well. And I'm just going to like go ahead and let her start off by telling um, us about herself and what she does, who she is and all that good stuff. Yeah. So thank you so much, Abby, for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited to be a guest today. Um, So hi, I'm Rebecca. I am a certified holistic nutritionist. And I'm super, super passionate about everything, health, holistic health, wellness, intuitive eating, um, just in that whole world of healthy living and helping people be and live their happiest and healthiest selves, but through balance and still enjoying life. So I've been through quite a health journey of myself, and I think that's where got me to the place I am at today, where I want to just genuinely help people. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I definitely like relate to that and definitely aspire to always, you know, just live a very good and balanced lifestyle. When I found your account, I was like trying to just go through Instagram and find like a bunch of people like you really just to like have more like positive, like actually valuable stuff in my Instagram feed because it can get to be like so mindless. So um, I really appreciate all of your content and everything. Um, and I've been loving it. I think I've been following you for about like a month or two now. So I'm like, oh my thank you so much. Love That's it so, so much. But um, where are you from? Like, is your, I know you are like a certified holistic nutritionist. Um, when did you get your um, certification in that and everything? Yeah. So I'll give a little bit, little bit of background. Um, I'm from Chicago originally, but I went to the University of Michigan for undergrad. So I just graduated this past year. I'm 23 and I majored in business at Michigan. So 
the nutritionist stuff is kind of more recent. It, I became a holistic nutritionist about maybe a few months ago. I started the program in about March, and then I think I got my certification in like October or November. So this stuff is all still pretty new, but I've been going for my passions ever since I graduated college, and that's really nutrition and health. Yeah, that's so awesome. Um, and I guess going off of that, just if you just want to share your whole journey with creating the health account, like how long you've had it, um, and just like kind of what inspired you to make it in your journey overall with just the whole um, health and wellness and intuitive eating process. Yeah. So I've been passionate about health and wellness and nutrition and healthy living for a while now. And I think always in the back of my head, I knew that I wanted to start something like start an Instagram or start a blog or just start something. But I was always so busy at college and, you know, it, it was always just on the back burner. I never, I maybe was too scared to do it. I don't know. But then when quarantine hit in like March, I was at home bored. I had really had nothing to do. And I remember sitting with my cousin and she's really good at makeup. And so like, she's passionate about makeup and I'm passionate about health and, you know, nutrition. And we were both like, let's just start posting on TikTok. So me and her both kind of did our own things. And it was like in April, I think I started just like posting on TikTok just for like fun. I just started posting my healthy recipes because I love baking and I love cooking. And it kind of just started blowing up. Like a bunch of my videos started going viral on TikTok. And back then I think it was also a lot easier to go viral because it just wasn't as saturated. Right. Not like it's super saturated right now, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah, my TikTok videos just kind of started blowing up. And from then I was like, wow, this is pretty fun. Maybe I'll create an Instagram. So I think I created my Instagram account in like June, June or July that summer, but I didn't really start consistently posting on it. I think until like September when I started like gaining more traction and being like, wow, like this is really fun. So I would say it's been like about half of the half a year now of just like consistently posting on wow. social and started a YouTube a few months ago. Um, so it's been pretty fast. Yeah. I was going to say that's, I didn't realize it was, I mean, that quick, but that's actually like really incredible because I mean, you have a really good following for it being less than a year. That's like really, really awesome. Um, and that's yeah. so cool that TikTok, I mean, TikTok's so like powerful in its own way and yeah. just completely different algorithm than the normal, um, social media we're used to and everything. So that definitely kind of answered like my next question. I was going to ask just like about your, the traction you got, like how you started growing and everything. Um, Cause I think like a lot of people get like really scared to like start stuff. Cause they're like, nobody's going to see it or care. But um, I mean, honestly, like as long as you're helping one person, that's all that really matters. But um, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, it's interesting because I really started my accounts at first just to like post recipes and like mm -hmm. post healthy food. But then as I started posting more and started connecting more with my followers, I started realizing like how many people like needed help through balanced, healthy living and how many people were struggling with their relationship with food and intuitive eating and just how toxic of a place social media kind of was around the health industry, mm -hmm. industry and that culture. So that's when I kind of started realizing and shifting my platform a little bit more to, you know, like helping people and, you know, helping people on, the, on their journey. So it shifted a little bit more, even though I still post recipes, but right. that's kind of evolution. Yeah. That's really good though. Cause I mean, you saw that hole and you're filling it. And I mean, you're like one of the only people, if not the only person I see like actually 
take the time to like talk about, okay, like intuitive eating and like the importance of it. I don't even think I had heard the term until I started following you, honestly. So I mean, like, and it's one of those things that I think a lot of people don't really realize they struggle with until they learn what it is um, and kind of actually have like a definition or like a term to describe it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely think it's really beneficial and it's good that you're in that space and taking care of that. Um, And going into just like being a certified holistic nutritionist, what exactly does that mean? Like, what does that encompass entail? Like with what you can do with it? I guess, I don't know. I don't know a lot about it. So it's super interesting to hear more about. Yeah. So being a certified holistic nutritionist, just as a disclaimer, I'm not a registered dietitian. That's not what I went for, mm-hmm. for. So I'm not able to provide medical advice, but being a certified holistic nutritionist, we really learned that like, how to eat for your health and like food is medicine and Uh what food, how powerful food can be for your health. So that's kind of the basis of the program I did was looking at food from a very holistic perspective of like food can prevent disease or food can cause disease. Food can do this, which foods can help with this problem, which foods can help with that problem, like the benefits of certain foods. And it really talked a lot about plant-based eating too. And like the benefits of eating a majority plant-based diet, which is super interesting. Um, but with that, now that I'm a certified holistic nutritionist, I can start taking clients and I have started taking a few clients, which has been super awesome. And I think just that foundation and background of knowledge has helped me with my social media accounts too and like mm-hmm. posting and making sure what I'm posting is like actually um informative and correct and you know having a little bit more of a nutrition background but yeah it yeah it's good because it definitely like gives you um the credibility that I think like is probably messing with like a lot of people on social media because you know there are accounts out there that just sort of just like post stuff and you don't mm-hmm. I mean you can take it with a grain of salt or you can like take it and run with it so it's kind of hard to like decipher like what's real and what's not so I always like when people actually have like that credibility like behind what they're saying so that's really good um and just going into like healthy living and like having a healthy lifestyle like what's one thing you would tell someone who's trying to adopt like living a healthier and more balanced lifestyle yeah if I could give one piece of advice I would say that healthy living doesn't have to be complicated and it looks different for everyone. So I'm sorry, I guess that's two pieces, but (laughs) um, it doesn't have to be complicated in the way that little things can add up a lot to a healthy lifestyle. So even if it's just eating more vegetables or going for a walk or listening to a podcast that inspires you because your health is more than just what you eat, you know, it's it's everything, everything around you and what you do and what you consume physically and mentally. So it just, it doesn't have to be complicated. And I think that the industry makes it more complicated than it needs to. And it becomes really intimidating, but as long as you're doing what feels good for you, which is why health looks different for everyone. Um, you know, you don't have to compare yourself to what the person next to you is doing or what that girl on Instagram is doing. It's really just trial and error. What foods you like, what movement feels good. Um, does journaling feel good? Does meditation help you? Whatever it is, it's, it can look different for everyone. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely not one size fits all. And that's something I think I struggled with a lot, like going through like living a more balanced lifestyle and everything. It's, there is a lot of pressure to just like do X, Y, Z that, you know, I feel like everything is just put out there to be a super complicated, like 
one size fits all approach, but it's definitely not that way at all. But um, I think one of the biggest struggles like I had was having like a balance and a healthy lifestyle that has longevity rather than just like a temporary like fix. And then you kind of fall into ruts and then you get back in it. And it's that term, like always getting back at it. What would you recommend and like, or what do you think is the key for maintaining that longevity with like healthy lifestyles? Yes. I think it starts with shifting the mindset away from, oh, I'm off or on track. Like I hate Uh the term, like getting back on track or I'm like, I got super off track. I hate that term because it's like, what does that even mean? (laughs) Health as your whole life, because it is like, you know what I mean? There's no getting off or on track. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not a linear, a linear journey. It's your life. It's your health that you're going to have for the rest of your entire life. It's not like, like, Oh, I'm getting off track. It's like, no, you're just living your life. If you have, you're fine. (laughs) Um, like if you have, if you take a rest day from the gym or eat a cookie, whatever, that's not getting off track. That's literally just living your life, you know? So no, don't, we have to shift that mindset, honestly, is what I really think it's the core of it. And there's little things that diet culture, like, for example, getting off and on track that sneak up on us that we don't even realize is a part of diet culture, but it is, you know? Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I like, I kind of realized like recently, cause I'm someone who definitely uses that term a lot. And I feel like recently I've just been thinking about, it, I'm like, I feel like I am almost forcing myself into getting like off and on and thinking that like that's my mind I forced myself into that mindset by like telling myself I'm getting back on track but like you said in reality it's not linear it's you know it has its peaks and its valleys but I mean that that's so true definitely a good point um but that's definitely been like I feel like my biggest struggle because I always think of it as like I need to be like perfect with it and it doesn't have to be and you're not alone I mean my first client that I've been working with she struggles with that a lot it's like either she'll work out and cook every day or she'll have one bad meal. And then the next few days, all she's doing is eating Uber eats, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And food. And it's like, it's that it's not, it's not black and white. It's not, it's not either or, you know? So when we have this mentality of, Oh, I'm on track or, Oh, I'm off track. Like we're putting ourselves into boxes and it gets into that downward spiral, but it doesn't need to be, you know, take away that mindset of reframe, reframe it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and then just going into intuitive eating, like, why don't you explain like what it is, what it's like to be truly in tune with your body and how to like listen to your body and actually practice intuitive eating. Yeah. So intuitive eating is something that really saved me. Honestly, when I was in high school, I became so obsessed with counting calories and tracking all of my food. Like I would weigh my food on the food scale. And if it was like 0.1 ounce different, like I would freak out. I was to that point where it was like neurotic. I was so obsessed. It was so unhealthy on my fitness pal, et cetera. <laughs> and my family realized how unhealthy it was. And there became a point where I literally had to just delete everything cold turkey and just start intuitive eating. And it took a long time to get at the place I'm at today. But Essentially, intuitive eating is really listening and trusting to your trusting your body. So it's listening to your body's hunger cues, listening to how full or satisfied you are by certain foods, which foods make you feel good, which foods don't, um, satisfying your cravings, um, you know, eating everything that your body wants without restriction and without 
you know, putting your mind on it. Because when we count calories and place these restrictions on us, it's like our mind, it's our mind telling us we can't do it. It's not our body. So when you can become in tune with your body and really, really listen to it, like, hmm, eating that, like, kind of made me bloated, didn't really make me feel my best. Like, or before you eat a meal, you look in the fridge and you can just take a step back, take a few deep breaths and think, hmm, what do I want to eat right now? Like, what is my body telling me it needs? Like, if you, as the more you can strengthen that, like intuition with your body and trust it, you'll start to pick up on like, hmm, I really want carbs right now. Like my body says it needs some fast energy, or I really want something satiating. Like I need some fats. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's more skilled intuitive eating, but <laughs> it's kind of, you'll, you can start to learn and pick up on it. And I really have become to a place where I'm so in tune with my body that like, I can tell when I need certain foods. It's, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> That's actually so awesome. I, I kind of had a similar experience. I had like a personal trainer in um, high school just to help me with like volleyball, like increasing my vertical and like all this stuff. And it was great, but it was kind of like, oh, if you want the most out of this, like you have to, you know, eat right. So then me eating right was me downloading my fitness pal and like literally tracking everything, every single thing I ate, never really like, satisfied any cravings. Like I was so obsessive with it. And I, so I totally, totally resonate with that. And I didn't ever, I kind of just stopped doing it once I like kind of stopped training and like stopped playing volleyball in high school. And I maintained a healthy lifestyle, I would say after that. And I would say that I never really got out of that guilty thinking with satisfying cravings and stuff until probably like a year or two ago. And I mean, I'm five years out of high school now. So it's like, it took so much time and like conscious energy, but I will say I'm nowhere even close to being like an intuitive eater. So it's like, that's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on. Cause it's like, this is something like a process I want to take on myself because I've never even thought of it as being like, like what I want to eat being separate from my mind. Like everything is through my mind when yeah. it should be through my body. So it's yeah. more so of my mind telling me like, I shouldn't eat more carbs because I had a lot of carbs at breakfast or right. that kind of thing. When really I should just be listening to like what my body actually needs and wants. So that's like revolutionary for me. <laughs> Gosh, yes, exactly. That's literally exactly what I wanted to get across. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, you basically literally today just launched your um, intuitive eating journal with like prompts and guides and all of that stuff. So just tell us about the process of you making that and um, just tell everyone about it because I'm sure that other people will be interested in hearing it. Um, So I want you to be able to like explain all that. (laughs) Yeah, awesome. Thank you. So essentially, I really listen to the DMs and the comments and questions I get from people. And for a while, I've been getting a lot of questions asking me, how do I actually intuitively eat? People commenting and telling me that they just can't stop counting calories. They don't know how to listen to their body. They just don't even know where to start. Mm-hmm. So it got me thinking, I was like, what can I give to people to actually help them some actionable items to do to help with intuitive eating? Because it's hard. It's a skill. It's a mindset shift. It's not, it's not something you can just flip a switch and do it. So I was like, what can I give to people? So that's kind of how the process of coming up with the journal began. And there was just one week, I remember where I just had so much inspiration and I just started writing everything down. I started writing down all these prompts that could help people become more mindful and in tune with their body, which will help then help them intuitively eat. 
So I started coming up with five different journal prompts and categories that you could use at different times. So the first one's before, at, before meals and in the morning. The second is after meals and at night. The third are mindset shift prompts, which like really get at the core of your relationship with food. Uh-huh. The fourth is um, self-love prompts. And the fifth is guided support prompts. And the guided support prompts are to help you kind of vent and get past a tough time if you like feel food guilt or not great about yourself just as an outlet. So I really came up with five different types of prompts at different times that could help people um, learn how to intuitively eat and connect with their bodies. And I just am so, so excited about it. The launch today has already been amazing. And um, we already have a ton of people in the community uh, on the private Instagram. Like I'm just so excited to connect with a bunch of people on their health journeys and really just support one another. So it's been really amazing today so far. Yeah, it's so exciting. And for everyone listening, I just told her before we started like actually recording the episode, I was like, I was literally trying to buy it in my car. I have to like go get my car because I don't have my number memorized and stuff. But I'm so excited. I'm going to purchase it because I've like been in such a rut with like journaling itself lately even. So I'm like, I need something like actually that's going to be very valuable and like inspiring. And I feel like this is like exactly what I need at this point in my life. So I am so excited and I hope everyone listening like can check it out or at least like maybe try it out. But um, I'm so excited for you. That's like a huge step with like creating a product and like actually bringing what everyone who follows you needs to life. So that's like really, really incredible. Um, But yeah, I'm so excited for you. So how talking about like with your recipes and stuff, because I know you said that's where everything kind of started with your content. Um, How do you come up with them? I'm always like so intrigued and like, amazed by people who just like have recipes because I'm like how do you know like how much of stuff to use and how do you do it yeah no it is a good question I get that question a lot (laughs) Um, I've always loved baking so baking has kind of been second nature to me and Mm -hmm. in a way like even growing up when I was a kid I would make like I don't know Aunt Jemima pancake rest like mixes and stuff and I would never follow the directions I would just eyeball it and I just knew the right consistency. So I think I can come up with recipes because I just know what the consistencies should be like. So that's how I come up with them. But the actual recipes themselves, I honestly just make what I'm like in the mood for. If I'm like, hmm, I really want cookies right now. I'm like, okay, I'll just like make some cookies. Cause I honestly, I hate following recipes. So making my <laughs> own is more fun for me because I yeah. hate following them. <laughs> so I just make whatever I'm in the mood for. And I don't really like, overthink it and I love dessert so I make a lot of dessert clearly if you follow me (laughs) yeah I love that I'm like such a I feel like whenever I had like games or something when I was little I would never follow directions with like how you like play a game or whatever you just try to figure out yourself but I feel like with cooking and baking I'm such a like strict like rule follower because I'm like oh I can't mess it up so that's like really cool that you just like have that intuition like with baking and stuff that you just kind of know that's honestly, probably like gift in and of itself, because <laughs> I definitely don't have that. Um, and what would you say are some of your like favorite health and wellness essentials that um, supplement your lifestyle? Mm, that's a good question. Like any type of products? Literally anything. It could be like a water bottle. It could be like, literally a food item, anything. Yeah. Um, can I use Whole Foods? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whole Foods is definitely a helpful, helpful tool to have oh, yeah. on your health journey. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, for sure. A small one would be gua sha. That was honestly the first thing that came to mind. Like the gua sha tool. Yeah. 
that's literally one of my favorite wellness tools. It just helps with your face really? so much better and like brighter and not as puffy. So love that. Um, but honestly, like any, any fresh fruits and veggies, like nothing, nothing complicated. I don't really supplement that much. Um, mm-hmm. if at all, I really, it's, that goes back to my whole idea. Just health doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And what's your like favorite way to get like movement and um, like with working out? Cause I know it's good for people to hear other, what other people do because there can be a lot of pressure to, oh, you have to do spin classes or you have to do yoga or you have to lift. Like what's your preferred like or favorite way? Yeah. So I'm actually kind of on my own like movement journey right now and exercise. Mm-hmm. So before the pandemic hit, I was like a total gym rat. Like I loved lifting weights and going to the gym. But once the pandemic hit, you know, all the gyms closed and I didn't really feel comfortable going to gyms as much anymore. So I've kind of been flowing more with like lower impact workouts. Like I like to walk a lot now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yoga is one of my favorites. I've really gotten into yoga a lot this year, um, which I just think is overall beneficial for your mental health too, more than just goes hand in hand with meditation too. But um, I really just like to switch it up home workouts, weightlifting, yoga, walking, running. Sometimes I don't really run that much anymore though, but it really just find what works for you. Pilates style workouts are great too. Um, I just kind of switch it up. So I never like totally get bored. Yeah, for sure. That's definitely like really essential for maintaining the consistency and everything. I definitely have to switch between, I'm like mainly primarily like lifting weights and stuff. Um, my like school's gym, they're like really strict with like mask wearing and all of that. So like whenever I was at home in Florida, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to the gym. Um, once yeah. I realized nobody wore masks and then coming right. here, it's like way more, totally different story. Um, and I'm like definitely more so in lifting, but I feel like when the pandemic hit, I kind of went through the same thing where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I can't stop or I can't keep going anymore. And I got a lot more into yoga and like going on walks and stuff. Whereas in the past, I very rarely ever did either of those. So I'm actually really thankful that it helped yeah. broaden my horizons in that sense, but yeah. Um, yeah. And what would you, um, I like love hearing people's routines just cause it's always inspiring. So what's your morning routine and night routine look like? Yeah. So I actually don't have like crazy routines all the time because I, like I, that. <laughs> I, if I'm being completely honest, like I'm not a crazy, crazy routine girl because I, I do start work really early in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. I usually have meetings at like 7 30 or 8 every day so I'm not the biggest morning person believe it or not not everyone into health and wellness likes to wake up early (laughs) (laughs) but I do like to spend at least five or ten minutes just meditating and like visualizing what my day and what I want my day to look like which I think is a super powerful tool to use in the mornings which is just getting in a good headspace because when you can create that like core and peace, inner peace. And first thing in the morning, no matter what happens in your day, like you won't be so shaken by it, you know, things don't go right. Like you have that, that inner peace from the moment you wake up. So I like to meditate and I like to journal a lot too. Um, if I don't have time in the morning to journal, I'll journal at night. Um, and another one of my recent goals is to be reading more at night. So I'm trying to stay off my phone as much. It's obviously hard right before bed and yeah, but, um, I kind of just flow with it. Meditation and journaling are definitely two of my main things in the morning and night though. Yeah, for sure. So you, um, do have like a full-time job then regularly. So how do you, this question just kind of came in my head. How do you balance that with your 
entire other side hustle you have going on? Yeah. No, that's honestly a really good question. I was thinking about <laughs> the other day and I was like, I have no idea how I've been doing. <laughs> it's, it's really crazy. I remember talking to my mom. I was like, how am I doing managing all of this? Um, if I think about it too much, I think I'll go crazy, but mm-hmm. I just, I've just been working really, really hard. Honestly, like I don't take breaks and that's honestly a problem for me that I need to take mm-hmm. more breaks, but it's like when my work works, my full-time job day ends, it's like my health stuff begins, like my yeah. health begins. So it's like the day never really ends for me, even the weekends, like the weekends mm-hmm. are my time to catch up with clients, emails, posting recipes, whatever. So um, it's just a hustle. Like, honestly, when you, when you don't have that much time and you're busy, like you just make it work. I don't know how else to describe it. It's just, you just do it. And I love, love, love everything I'm doing with health and my clients and nutrition that like, it doesn't even feel like work. So exactly. it's an outlet to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, honestly, yeah. I have, you know, people ask like, how do you do your college classes and like YouTube and like whatever. And I sit yeah. there, I'm like trying to think of tangible advice, but in my head, I'm like, literally, if you care about it, you just get it done. Like yeah. that's all it is at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and I really think that it's, it, it speaks a lot whenever you have like that dedication to, you know, something extra. And I think that it's great because you build something for yourself. Like you, you're building a life outside of like your job. Um, yeah. and it doesn't even feel like work to you, like you said, which is amazing. Um, and you're able to help so many people in doing it, which makes it amazing as well. So that's great. But, um, who and where do you say you get most of your inspiration from? I think like generally, um, I know it's kind of like cheesy, but <laughs> my biggest inspiration is my mom. Like, honestly, I'm going to deny it, but she started like her own business as an immigrant's country and like just made it work wow. and worked really hard. And my parents have always taught me that like, you can do anything you want. Like you, you really can, like, you don't have to be afraid and you just try things and do things. So I think that just general wise, like they've always push me to work really hard and go for my passions. Mm-hmm. Um, other inspiration wise, I think that it's really cool that there's a lot of new faces and people I think on social media, like Instagram and TikTok right now that are pushing more for like health, health and balance and healthy wellness living, not just like crazy dieting and diet culture. So I think that's just a cool shift. And I always get inspiration to still, you know, be a part of this community. Absolutely. Yeah. Those are all amazing. So, um, I want you to like, go ahead and leave all of your, where everybody can find you on all your platforms and everything. Um, just so you can plug yourself and what you have to offer to everybody before we end it off. Yeah. Thank you so much. So my Instagram is at Rebecca Lee health Lee spelled L E I G H. My TikTok is just Rebecca Lee, but with two A's. Um, and my YouTube is just Rebecca Lee. And if you want to find my intuitive eating journal, that's on my website, which also just launched today, um, RebeccaLeeHealth.com. So, so awesome. Check that out. Thank you so much, Abby. Of it course. Great. It was so great having you and I will have everything um, spelled out and everything linked in the description of the podcast so people can find it easily. Thank Amazing. you so much. Yeah, of course. Thanks.